It's concert season, and concert season is all about the boots. Already, Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen lighted up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tecovis store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The sun's a-shining in Oxford, Mississippi. Cookouts in the Grove. Beer showers. It's just the very best time for an Ole Miss Rebel to get out and get going. Carry front door peace of mind with you everywhere you go with Eufy Video Lock. Never has home security been so easy. Eufy Video Lock, an all-in-one security device for your front door, allows you to keep an eye on everything back home. And it's so easy. Installation requires only a screwdriver. So ditch those house keys forever and give Eufy Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee, and Eufy Video Lock has customer support on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. Go ahead, have your home as fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Eufy Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. Back again, it's another bonus edition of Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett, at Spirit Ben on Twitter. Today is another 20-minute or so interview. Matt Corral is returning to Ole Miss. It's the biggest development, or will be the biggest development of the offseason, no matter what else happens. So I called up Romero Miller, former Ole Miss quarterback. He knows quarterbacks, coached quarterbacks at Millsaps, three years in the NFL, set records at Ole Miss, then all the other quarterbacks, Eli and Chad and Bo, Jordan Tiamu, they all came after him. Romero was the first. So I wanted to get his take on what it means for Matt Crowell to come back, where Matt Crowell has improved. But before we jump to row, let me tell you about my bookie. Late fall college ball, the NBA bubble, and UFC Fight Island. It's clear 2020 has been a year unlike any other, which is why you need a sports book with offers unlike any other. Get some skin in the game with my bookie, where odds boosts, lightning deals, and free bets await all season long. And with Turkey Day right around the corner, there really is no better time to feast on some NFL action. Whether you're a first-time customer or have been playing with MyBookie for years, there's no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests that they offer every week. Sign up or get reloaded today. Find an edge, make your bet, get paid. They also boast a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at your local spot. And the best part is, at MyBookie, the doors never close, so you can continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. Make the right play and sign up today at MyBookie. And when you do, use my promo code, TOC, for Talk of Champions, TOC, to get your deposit matched halfway all the way up to 1000 bucks. The terms are simple. You put in $200, they'll match you with another $100 into your account. 
If you were already planning to bet this season, this is free betting money. Remember the promo code TOC. Talk of Champions, T-O-C. It's winning season at MyBookie. So come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. Just for you personally, how have you grown as a player this year opposed to last year? Really just getting through my progression, understanding the schemes of uh, what we're doing, what we're trying to get done. I mean, it changes every week depending on how they play the defense. Um, it's not always going to be the same in some, in some concepts. Some concepts change based on how they play defense. And, you know, some, some concepts are brand new just because they're specifically for their defense. And uh, uh, not, nothing's very – I would say there's, some, there's a lot of new things there. But, I mean, as far as what makes me different from last year, I feel like I'm just overall more mature. Uh, you know, I'm – I'm like I said, I know, I'm knowing what I'm doing out there. I know what I'm looking at, and I know what the coaches want to get done. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. Matt Corral is returning for Ole Miss football. Probably the biggest get this offseason. He's the quarterback. He's a former Ole Miss quarterback, Romero Miller. You know something about quarterback play. What's up, man? How you doing? Man, I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm good, man. When you heard that Matt Corral was returning, what was your first immediate reaction? Well, I think it was the first the first big recruit Lane had brought in uh, this offseason. Um, you know, you got your returning you got your returning guy coming back, and not only your returning guy, he probably got a chance to go into next year, probably the uh, top quarterback in the conference. So. Anytime you can you can have a, a top guy to get ball back in and um, all that good stuff, man, it got to be a good day for Lane and the South. Typically, this is a time in which these decisions are made. And, yes, Ole Miss has games left, and people wonder why you're talking about it. Well, because this is not when you usually have games left. This is when these decisions are getting made. So it's an awkward time for everybody. But you've been there before. You know how um, deliberation goes as far as making the decision whether to stay or to go. What's that like? What goes into that whole decision-making process? Well, you know, um, I think I went through it a little bit because, you know, my roommate back when we were in school was, was Deuce. And, um, you know, I just see, I just, you know, just see the, uh, the thinking that he was putting into it, whether, you know, to leave or to come back. And uh, it's, a, it's a lot of pressure because it's, it's a lifelong decision that's going to change your, your life, your career you know, for the rest of your life. But, you know, once you make the decision, which Deuce made the decision to come back, you know, he was bought all, bought all the way back in and all this good stuff. So it was just time to, to get back to work and let's just work on next year to get better. But, you know, in this case right here, just, hey, uh, let's make this decision. Let's work on next week. <laughs> you know, let's go out here and uh, get, the, uh, get the win against the Aggies. Can you imagine having to make this type of decision or start doing your preparation for the offseason if you're laying Kiffin recruiting – while you still have games left, this has been the most bizarre season, as we expected it to be, that there's ever going to be in our lifetimes, probably. I couldn't imagine a player like yourself, who's done this before, been through these wars, having to go through something like this. This is weird, man. You're, not, you're off schedule in every single week. Man, I tell you, we're off schedule with everything in 2020. <laughs> um, yes, yes. You know, because, you know, I, you know I, was just, I was just thinking the other day, you know, just, you know, with them counseling games and move, moving all the games back another week, 
you know, I, I told us about the preseason, like, man, this has to be like the longest preseason camp before a game to start ever in the history of football. And then now they're extending it. So, man, these guys have been practicing since I think around September. That's and, right. And, yeah. uh, man, and you taking it into mid-December and, you know, possible bowl games. I mean, that, that is a lot of practice time. And uh, my hat's off to those guys because, you know, when it gets late in the season, man, it's hard to walk out there on those cold practice fields. <laughs> uh, knowing that you're going to go out here one more week to beat your body up. But hats off to the guys there, I man. They got it rolling. It seems like they're all bought in. And uh, you can just tell in the way that they're playing. In regards to Matt Corral, obviously the quarterback position wasn't settled, at least publicly, going into the season. That was the big storyline. So how has your perception changed from what you thought of Matt Corral going into the year to where he is now, if it's changed at all? Well, i tell you, uh, man, I, I've always been a Matt Corral guy. You know, I remember, um, I remember, I think I met him last year on a square and um, things thing wasn't, wasn't going how he would like them to go, you know? And I just told him, I said, man, just control the controllable, go to practice. I said, we're in the locker room. And then, um, you know, it seemed like he won the locker room in all season. And, you know, you started the season and came out, had a good game. And, you know, I told somebody, um, I think it was like game one or two, I said, he won that team. And even when he had that, they had the bad game at Arkansas, and everybody like, man, put uh, John Rice in the game. I'm like, no. I said the previous week, Matt won that locker room. And, and when you when you get to the point where you won the locker room, man, hey, you could just go out there and play ball and don't worry about mistakes. Um, you know, so and you look at look past that game. I mean, shoot, he's been the top quarterback uh, in the conference, not only the conference, but make, shoot, maybe in the nation. And um, you know, it's, it's been a it's been a great thing to see, especially as quarterback. He's one of my favorite to come to come through Oxford. Obviously, the arm talent. The talent itself has always been there, but where has he really grown the most? Because I've said on this podcast before that, in my opinion, Mississippi State, while he still put up video game numbers, the scoring totals weren't the same. That was still one of, if not the best games he's had because of his decision-making. He wasn't making reckless decisions. He was throwing the ball away, wasn't forcing things that weren't there, and that, to me, showed growth. Is that an area in which you've really seen him come along? Yeah, because if you look at the Arkansas game, I mean, it was kind of the same thing. We kind of struggled a little bit, but you know, he was out forcing the ball, and, um, and you see how you see how that game turned out. And then the other day against Mississippi State, he took the plays while it was there, but you know, if he had to dump it off or, like you said, get rid of it, he did it. You know, there's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with an incomplete pass, but there's a lot wrong with uh, turnovers. What does he have to show next year to ensure that? He's coming back and doing what he wants to do, and that's put himself at the forefront of next year's draft class. What does he need to do? I, mean, I just think he just needs to continue his development, his growth. Um, you can just tell this year, he seems like he really got that offense down, and he's really in control. Um, Coach Cutcliffe always used to talk about anticipatory throws, and that's throws where you know, you're making those throws before your receivers come out of your breaks and stuff like that. And it seems like he's doing a lot of that right now. And I can just imagine just having one 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 off season where you can just sit back. And I just remember, you know, my off season, I would just sit back at night and just think about plays and stuff like that. So, you know, even though in the off season you don't practice, you get a mental, you get a million mental reps just by sitting around your apartment and stuff like that, and just talking football with you know somebody uh, with some of your teammates. It's interesting because Elijah Moore is widely assumed to leave. He's completed when he's thrown his way ninety one percent of the time. Will it help him if he puts up these same numbers? Does that 
maybe if there are doubts amongst professional scouts, they'll go, okay, well, he's putting up numbers regardless of who he's got or regardless of a surrounding cast, right? I mean, does that matter? Yeah, I, you know, I just anytime you like say Elijah Moore, I mean, he just he just has an outstanding year. You always gonna look for him. But I'll tell you, as the season go on, you can just sit back there and you can see uh, Matt going from like his number one, number two to number three receiver back in the pocket. You know, so I can see it. Um, I can see the development. I can see the change in him from game one to game now. And uh, if you just sit back there, you see some of the pump face that he's doing. And you know, he wasn't doing it at the beginning of the year. You know, he was kind of. I ain't gonna say he was staring guys down, but you know he was doing it some games. But now it just seemed like man, just when the ball snapped, you know he's going through progression real fast. And you know, with more if more leaves, uh, quite naturally uh, there'll be uh, another kink where he'll have to go in and work on. But you know, just seeing what he's doing now, that shouldn't be a problem whatsoever. Has Lane Kiffin's offense met your expectations? Uh, it kind of shocked me to see us. Um, putting up the points that we we're putting up putting up the yardage uh, so so early. Um I knew that we was put up we'll put up some numbers, but I had no idea that it would be um to to the level that we're playing with now. Um just like everybody else, I'm loving it. Um just want to see more of it. You put up a lot of numbers, six thousand three hundred and eleven passing yards at Ole Miss, forty three touchdowns, three straight bowl games, you won the independence bowl twice. It's so weird now because Ro, when I think back I've been around almost my entire life. It doesn't seem long ago that you induce and stack backfield. That doesn't seem two, three, four, five years ago. And I love you, but you're like the old head when you think about yeah. Eli and Chad and Bo. And because for me, that's where it starts. For a lot of people my age, 35, when they think about almost quarterback play, you're where it starts. Does it give you some pride right. to see where the position has gone after you two? I mean, you know, it's kind of crazy. When I, when I played high school back in 96 and 95, 96, um, we were, we were one of the first schools in Mississippi to do four wide receivers. And then, so now you look up and man, uh, guys, now they got four or five wide receivers literally on every play, <laughs> you know? So I, I like, to, I like to laugh around. I play around. I tell people, man, Rufus French, um, he came around 20 years too early because of Rufus French play. Now he'd probably be all pro wide. I mean, tight end in the NFL and just look at, look at myself and shoot. If I play now with four or five wide receivers, Man, I I can just imagine the numbers that we put up. So uh, these these guys right now, man, just seeing the numbers and seeing what they're doing, man, it is it's it's, it's fun to watch, especially uh, for a quarterback that likes to see see the ball in the air like myself. Yeah, when you watch the games and you watch the quarterback position on its own, where has the position really changed the most? Do you think? Obviously, the spread offenses, but as far as the decisions they're making on the field and the pace and the rhythm of the game, what's changed the most? I think everything has changed. Um, you know, I just remember, like, when we played, you know, you try to take the take the 24-second uh, clock down to snapping the ball inside the five and inside to the four. And now, shoot, these suckers, I mean, they, <laughs> they're snapping it with literally with 20 seconds left on the clock now, you know. And then if you look at that also, you know, back when we played, we had, you know, some sets where we had two tight ends and a fullback and a running back. And, you know, now these guys don't even know what two tight ends or two tight end sets are, you know, but – it's a, it just shows you how much you know offenses have evolved over the last twenty years, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see the changes over the next twenty years to see where it's going to go. But like I said, if you love offense, I mean nowadays it's it, it's a it's a it's a fun game to watch. Look, I'll say this: Charles Stackhouse, when I was younger, was easily one of my favorite players because he's he was a beast, he was a monster, yeah. and fullbacks yeah. are a dying breed. Like Charles Stackhouse now would be. 
a hybrid tight end or something, or they'd put him on defense. I mean, fullbacks don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, Charles, he came through at the right time. Like I said, Rufus came back too early, and Charles came back at the right time. So <laughs> it worked out for Charles. How tough is it when you're a Matt Corral? Like Rufus French, everyone points to his decision. He left. He decided to go early. Deuce decided to come back. But how tough is it? to make that decision because I don't think fans quite understand when a player's in that position, this is what you've been working for your entire life. And when it's right there at your fingertips, the temptation has to be overwhelming. Man, I, I tell you, man, I just say it's, it's the person who's out there playing, which in this case, Matt, Matt's got to live with that decision for the rest of his life. And so if Matt say, Hey, I want to come back. Hey, I want to support him. You want to hear me say a word. If he say he's leaving, then you know what? I want to support him, whatever he is. I'm just happy for the guy to know that he's in that position to even think about it, you know. So that's a uh, that's a big that's a big accomplishment so far, and just hopefully um, he just makes it uh, what he wanted to be next year for. Him. Is it fair to call him a Heisman front runner going into next season? Um, I think it's gonna have it's gonna be something they're gonna have to you know we got to look at because you know if you look at the SEC quarterbacks right now, I mean I don't. I mean, they got some draft wise that I would take. I mean, that they that that that, that they got rated higher than him. But shoot, if I'm picking a team right now, shoot, I'll take that guy. I'll take Matt uh, all day. Um, and then you look at who would be coming back next year. He got to go into the conference probably at the top the top quarterback next year. So if you're the top quarterback in the SEC, you always got a chance to win the Heisman. It looks like to me, and I'm a layman, you're a quarterback, you know this, you've coached quarterbacks at Millsaps, you know how this works. When I watch Matt, he looks cleaner in the pocket. His feet are more quiet. He's looking downfield. Are all those – I mean, have you seen that kind of stuff from him? He just who likes a guy that's completely in control of the offense. He knows what he's doing. You know, last year when he – everybody was saying he was – his accuracy was off. And I told people, like, no, his accuracy's not off. I said it just seemed like he's just not in control and seemed like he's late on his reads. And anytime you're late on your reads, your footwork is just so bad. And so a throw that should be easy last year – um, if he see, if he was throwing it after receiver became open, he would overextend it and stuff like that, and it would cause your balls to go high or go low or you know just incomplete pass. But this year, it just seemed like he anticipated nowhere his guy's going to be, and his footwork is just more in line to where where the balls need to go. So, like I said, you, I can just tell like he just way more comfortable, way more in control of knowing what his guys are going to what the, what they're going to do this year instead of last year. I can't let you go without asking you this. Ole Miss wins the Egg Bowl, snaps the two-game losing streak. Is it still satisfying now that you're a little older? Is it still just as satisfying when Ole Miss beats Mississippi State? Man, you know me. I'm from Shannon. Um, <laughs> so we're, 50, we're we're like 55 minutes from Starville, 55 from Oxford. Yeah. So oh, there's always that rivalry. And then half of my family members, they're, from, they're for State and half of them for Ole Miss. So um, – it's it's a good feeling when you can uh, shoot off a couple of liners at them on Facebook and they have no replies back. So anytime we anytime we can beat the Bulldogs, man, it's a it's a great day for me. Well, like I mentioned, you led Ole Miss to three straight bowl games, won the Independence Bowl twice. Ole Miss is likely headed to its first bowl game since 2016. These players haven't experienced this before. What are they in for? What is the reward like for the players? You know, I just I just think they're going to look back at this and. Um, They'll look back at this, man. This will probably be one of the finest years that they've had. Um, you're in a locker room this year. You're spending so much time with your friends. Uh, when I say your friends, your teammates. And uh, there are not a lot of outside distractions. So I tell people, you know, once you give up football, the thing that you're going to miss is the locker room. Guys in there telling jokes on each other. So I'm quite sure 
it's been a lot of jokes and stuff like that amongst each other. And it's gonna be something that they're gonna look back in twenty years. They're gonna like, man, that was a that was a, the best year of football that I've ever had. Even though we're not national championship, but you know the momentum around the program, it seems like uh, we're playing for the national championship. Look, you know that Deuce is one of my good buddies, and when he retired, that's obviously a time when you go, oh God, that's my guy, that's my roommate, that's my teammate. Yeah. Did that make you feel yeah. like I'm getting old in this football game? Or when Eli retired, because I hadn't talked to you since Eli retired. I mean, my God, man, like the man, people Eli, that came after you. Yeah, when Eli retired, you know, it's funny because me and Deuce, we was together last night in a, uh, a bar here in Olive Branch. And a lady, uh, she was talking to me. She was like, hey, Romero, she was like, what you think about that egg, bro? And she talked to me for like five to ten minutes. And I told Deuce, I said, man, you know when you're old, you can, when you can sit at the bar. <laughs> and there's an old Miss lady sitting right beside me. And she, she didn't realize that Deuce McAllister was sitting beside me. So, so minutes later, we talked, like, she was talking to me for like five minutes about the game. But she never realized, she never put two and two together to know that Deuce McAllister was sitting beside me. So I told him, I said, man, the older you get, the less people are going to recognize you. I told Deuce this. I said, look, man, when A.J. Brown takes an onside kick return in an NFL game and takes it to the house, <laughs> and I say, oh, it's like Deuce in the Independence Bowl, and not as many people <laughs> recognize it like they used to, I feel like, yeah. wait, wait where, where the hell y'all been? You know? Yep. Uh-huh. But you're one of the best, man. He's Romero Miller, one of the all-time greats at Ole Miss. Oh, real quick before I let you go. Um, where were you coming in in regards to your optimism about Lane Kiffin and now and the program? Because you've been one that has been honest and truthful and outspoken about the program. Uh, you weren't liking the direction. Where do you like – do you like the direction now? Kind of where are you as you far know, as – You know, I'll tell you, man, I was a, I was one of the ones that, like, you know, let me let me see. Let me see what this is going to be like. You know, a lot of people are gung-ho, like, hey, he's the guy. But I was like, you know what, let me sit back and let me see. But um, Joe Harville called me up today. He was like, man, you bought in yet? And I was like, yeah, man, I'm bought in, man. Let's go Let's go win this championship. So he won, he won me over, man, good times ahead. And hopefully um, he, he he take us and get us what we all wanted, and that's a trip to Atlanta. He's Romero Miller. You know I got nothing but love for you, my friend. I appreciate you. We'll do it again. All right, thank you, man. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.